Hey everybody, this is John Finn, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I. These are entitled House Church and then have a colon or semicolon. And today it's House Church, Why We Rotate Homes and Leaders. And uh, this is something that the Lord taught me early on when he appeared to me. Um, didn't teach me at that time. At that time, it was in November 4th of 2001. And he appeared to me and he told me, he said, I want you to start a house church and house church network and structure it in such a way to facilitate the development of house churches around the world. And when I asked him what it was for, he said, it's against a time to come. So be a resource for them for it's against a time to come. So what we're doing now in Church Without Walls International, and that was the name he gave me at that time, is we rotate, we practice the early church uh, practices of rotating who leads each week, and when possible, rotating who hosts that week. And what I mean by that is that each week, a different person will lead the meeting. And also each week, when possible, a different family or different person will host in their home that week. And what we commonly do in our network, we'll often use uh, social apps or something like that, but we'll make a list. We'll look at the calendar, look at most of the meet on Sundays, and we will look at the, the month of Sundays and, you know, the family names will write in who's hosting when. So we know who's hosting a month of, uh, ahead of time. Most of the time in practice, whoever is hosting, either husband or wife, or sometimes it's their child, uh, will lead the meeting. Now, what does that look like, et cetera? And why is this? Well, we know in Scripture, in the New Testament, Paul wrote that there were many uh, what we would call go-to host homes. They were, they were the key people that are mentioned in the early church in the first 30 years that the book of Acts covers. For instance, we know that Lydia was the hostess uh, in, in Philippi. The jailer and his family joined them in Lydia. All you have to do is read Acts chapter 16 to see that. Uh, we know in chapter 17 of the book of Acts that a man named uh, Jason is mentioned as hosting the church in his home in Thessalonica. And when we go to chapter 18, we are told that Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, and the believers from the synagogue moved adjacent to the house of a Roman named Justus. And the, and so Justus, or Gaius Justus as he's known, uh, was the host there in Corinth. And we are told both in Romans chapter 16 and also 1 Corinthians uh, at the end there, uh, in the closing verses, that Aquila and Priscilla uh, when they lived in Rome, they hosted church in their house. When they lived in Ephesus, they hosted church in their house. We're told in Colossians 4.15, greet Nymphus, a woman. It's feminine, even though the King James Version makes it masculine. That was just because of the bias against women uh, in the 1600s when they translated the King James Bible. It's literally in the Greek, it is feminine. Nymphus, greet Nymphus and the church in her house at Laodicea. And uh, Philemon, verse 2, who lived in Colossae. And it's greeting the church that meets in your house. He's not saying this is the only church. He's writing to the man. So he's saying the church does meet in your house. It doesn't mean there aren't other churches. For the, for certainly there are. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, Paul talks about uh, his host. Uh, he talks about other houses, the house of Chloe, etc., etc. So there are many homes that people hosted in that were maybe the go-to homes. And some of the larger Roman homes had a large central uh, courtyard, atrium, and they could gather 50 people there without much problem. Um, we know historically, as the church grew, 
they would outgrow a home. So because each person had been sharing or as many as they want, uh, have been interested in leading and sharing, they, they, it was a natural thing. They had already been sharing. It wasn't sermon oriented. And so they could just multiply out because they were already used to sharing, already used to hosting, and they multiplied out. And in that way, over the course of less than 300 years, from the ground up, house to house, family to family, from the roots up, they saturated the Roman Empire. Acts chapter 242 said they kept it very simple. It says they were steadfastly in the apostles' teaching and fellowship and food and prayer. Teaching, fellowship, food, and prayer. Those four basic things. And in Acts 246, it says they were daily in the temple and also house to house. They were going house to house. So there was this, this, um, this activity where they would host. This goes back to the synagogue movement that began, you know, a couple hundred years before Christ and where they would have host homes. They would have uh, 10 families a meeting and they would take turns in who was hosting and who was sharing each week. That's why when you read the gospels and you see Jesus in the synagogue and it says the book was handed to him, he was a visitor. He was somebody who was there. They took turns. And, and, and so we are, we learn about like in Luke chapter four, where the, the book of Isaiah was handed to him, um, or he took the book of Isaiah, it was handed to him. Um, what we, you see is that, is that they're taking turns that different people are sharing. So anyway, what we do and what we follow that practice, we follow that practice. And so, uh, sometimes a person can't host, uh, they live in an apartment, a flat, you know, condominium, whatever. There's two parking spaces allowed per resident and they can't host, you know, 15 people, 10 people, six people even. Um, and so what happens is oftentimes if somebody else will open up their home, that person who lives in that small apartment, uh, can lead a meeting. What does a typical house church meeting look like? What does it look like if you rotate? Well, we had an instance just this last Sunday in which the host, uh, the husband had been out of, out of town for a couple of weeks and I had something from the Lord and I said, you know, I'd be happy to share. Uh, you're going to be tired, et cetera. And uh, it turned out that that was the case. And I shared, but the, but the Lord had given me that. And so somebody else hosted, but I was the one who led. Many times we'll have a situation, we've had many times, where somebody will say, you know, I'm not comfortable leading yet, sharing what's on my heart, but I'll be happy to open my home. And in that case, they'll open their home, they'll maybe provide some water, some finger foods, cheese and crackers, you know, uh, fruit, something like that for everybody, and they'll open up their home, but somebody else will lead. What does it look like? Paul said this in 1 Corinthians 14, 26. How is it, brethren, when you come together? Every one of you has a psalm, a doctrine, uh, a revelation, uh, tongues and interpretation. In other words, a psalm is worship or prayer. Uh, a, a teaching, a doctrine is something that God has taught you. Uh, a revelation is something that God has put on your heart that he's shown you recently. Tongues and interpretation means you may all just want to pray and lay hands on each other. Uh, it varies depending according to the gifts in each person because Christ is in each person. So therefore, each meeting is going to be different. If you have someone who's inclined to teaching, they may have a 20 or 30 minute teaching. Uh, house church is not sermon oriented. So uh, what, what we recommend is similar to what the early church did with an atrium and what we believe to be done because there's no chapter and verse on it. We just have history um, of it written, but, but where people could see one another, talk to one another. So the way it plays out in modern times is put your chairs in a circle. And often young children will play at their parents' feet in the middle of the circle uh, or, or at their parents' feet in the circle. But you put your chairs basically in a circle. And that way, whoever's leading 
can, can share and everybody can participate. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 26, recognizing that there were Jews, Greeks, and Romans all put together in, in Justice's house, according to Acts 18, 1 through 8. Uh, and so he said, how is it, brethren, when you come together? Every one of you has a psalm, a doctrine, a revelation, tongues and interpretation. Let everything be done decently and in order. In other words, Paul is saying anybody can participate. And then he launches into several things. He said, you know, if you have a word, but there's no opportunity, then keep quiet. You don't have to give it. If you have a word, but somebody next to you does, then then defer to them. Be polite. Anything you say will be judged by the prophets. In other words, the the, the ministers, the, the people who are inspired of the Lord. It's not just a designated set of people, but anybody. We've had many instances, trust me, where there have been situations where people have felt they, they shared something and it was kind of goofy and people just said, you know, it just doesn't sit right. Or they have a quote-unquote prophecy for somebody. And once in a while, somebody will say, you know, it just doesn't bear witness. You know, I'm going to put it on a shelf. Um, anything you say is subject to the others. In other words, what Paul was teaching in 1 Corinthians 14, 26 was how to be polite, how to be a guest in somebody's home. And so what we do, a typical meeting would be, a typical meeting uh, in the network might be to gather at, say, 10, 10 o'clock in the morning and or 10.30 in the morning. And for the first 15 to 20 minutes or so, people are gathering and visiting and catching up. And then if there's any food to, to be had, then oftentimes a meal will be the next thing. And sometimes it's a what we call a potluck where everybody brings something. Sometimes there's no meal. It's just, hey, I'm just putting out some uh, finger foods and some water and tea and coffee. And, and that's about what we've got. We're going to get right into the meeting. The, there is no set format. Unlike the auditorium church where you have a pulpit and chairs in a row like in a classroom, when you're talking house church, chairs are in a circle and there is no pulpit. Whoever's leading is sitting down. And, and talking to folks after you, typically if you want to finish eating or whatever the case is, uh, then the meeting will be called. Uh, whoever's leading say, hey, let's gather together and this is what I have on my heart. It's not sermon oriented. Sometimes a person will have just one verse and they'll say and they'll share what that revelation meant to them that week. And then that will launch an hour's worth of discussion and study and flipping the pages of the Bible and, and seeing how it relates to this and that. And everybody's enriched. Everybody has a, a, an opportunity to grow. And so what happens over time, this living, breathing body, recognizing that that everybody there is a living temple of God, that Christ is in each one. And so each person, even children, can share uh, what, what it means to them. This past Sunday, we involved the children in some things, and, and we had some wonderful input from some of the kids as they were listening to the lesson. Um, and anyway, the point is that everyone gets used to hosting. Everyone gets used to leading so that when you outgrow that home, all you do is you just multiply out, just like a you see under a microscope. You know, the cells dividing, all the chromosomes line up, and then a cell divides. You have each other's DNA. And so then you can rotate those people because they're used to hosting, they're used to leading. Uh, that's the, then they can rotate among themselves. And what often happens is, is that maybe once a month or so, those two house churches will get together or once every six or eight weeks and do something together, either corporately come together for prayer and worship and everything, or maybe they'll go to a park, have a cookout, whatever the case is. And, and, and then the rest of the time they're rotating among themselves, but every once in a while they want to get together as a body and then it multiplies so on and so on and so on. So that's how it works. That's how they did it in the early church. That's how they, they, they saturated the Roman Empire in less than 200 years or less than 300 years from the ground up, from house up because they rotated who leads each week and who uh, hosts each week. 
And when possible, if you do that, you'll find everybody's strengthened. Everyone is blessed. People will participate. You're always going to have those fringe people that come and go, but you'll develop a core, a strong core of people who get it and are eager to host and eager to open up their homes or eager to participate. And you'll always have these people on the outside that aren't interested in any of that. Maybe they, they just aren't comfortable. Uh, maybe they, there's too much going on in their lives, et cetera. But you'll develop this core group that is is eager to share and will take turns leading and hosting. And, uh, you know, in our house churches, we've had children as young as six or eight, eight years old uh, lead. Um, you know, it, it just, with their parents' permission and with everybody's permission, the parents open, the parents host, uh, maybe do some worship or something, and then they turn it over to that child who has a revelation from God. When that's happened, it's been wonderful. Same with teenagers, et cetera, et cetera. And so anyway, that's how it works. That's how it functions. That's what it looks like. And, uh, and, and you can draw limits. We always say this. We recognize that the host and hostess have the final word. So if they say, Hey, church needs to be over by, by one o'clock because we've got to go to grandma's birthday party. They have the final word. We are guests in their homes. Uh, a closed door means we don't go there. Um, we don't poke around cabinets and everything else. We're guests in each other's homes. We take turns. We are polite. We leave the controversial doctrines at the door. We focus on the grace of God in each one and who we have in common, which is Jesus Christ. If you will do that, if you'll leave the controversial, the political, and everything else at the door, and you will just focus on Jesus and who we have in common and what he is doing in us, then it will be like Paul said, everybody's got a, a revelation or a teaching or, or the gifts of the Spirit will flow as you pray for one another. Uh, or someone has, a, has worship. It, and it will be however whatever is on that person who's hosting's heart. If they are a worshiper, you may spend an hour in worship. If they are a prayer warrior, you may spend an hour or so praying for one another. If, if they tend to be more of a teacher, you may have a 20 or 30 minute teaching. If they are an exhorter, you may have, have, have a time where they just share their testimonies of what God has done and everybody chimes in. Everybody can, 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 you know, enter into the conversation, the discussion, the study. It becomes a living, breathing thing. And as you take turns, who's, who's leading and sharing what Christ in them is doing, you learn from one another because what Christ is doing in them is going to be different than what Christ is doing in you. And so in all this, the whole body strengthens and rises up. And when you outgrow a home, the relationships have naturally developed. We find they often fall into the under the lines of, of seasons of life, that family with, families with young kids often kind of gravitate towards one another. Empty nesters kind of gravitate towards one another. It doesn't matter how it mixes, or it could be family connections. It doesn't matter. It will, it will become apparent. And when you start outgrowing regularly at home, you'll see the people have the same DNA and they will multiply out. And then, and that's how it works. And then they stay related. And whoever's that host home, those host leader, there will be a core leader there. And they with, with, Several other couples will become the the core leaders, and they then can direct and and uh, and instruct. They become what scripture would call those who tend the sheep. Um, and anyway, so I've gone on a little bit, but I hope that helps. God bless.